Welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today we want to talk about the coming persecution. You see, certain political parties have now taken a sweep here in America, which have been hostile towards Judeo-Christian principles. And be sure, it's not Republican, it's not conservative, it's Judeo-Christian. They've masked it fairly well because there's a lot of overlap. In fact, many churches are far too Republican. Uh, they don't even recognize the Republican Party no longer stands for anything. And frankly, they should have never been associated one way or the other. As Christians, we should not be a part of any specific party. We should examine whatever is the closest we possibly can to the Judeo-Christian ethic, and we should vote for that, and then do what we can do to keep that the basic order of the law. Now, I am not again. I'm not really a big advocate of legislating morality because even if you make everything completely legal, you're not saving anybody, and. Uh, that's really a, a part of America. We have rested on our laurels for so long because everything has been so easy. You read the book of Judges, and I say this a lot. You read the book of Judges, you don't realize how many years that actually span, how many generations, how many, how many people have gone through hundreds of years without even recognizing that the problems and the challenges that they have had, all of these issues, all of these problems, all of these challenges are... They're tied to the fact that things got easy. They went in, they conquered the land, the first generation with Joshua. In fact, just think of it, I think it's like four generations is what Judges is. And so Joshua goes in, conquers the land. For a long time, there was peace and people just rested on their laurels. And that's exactly what happened in America. 200 years ago, uh, we, or was it 300 at this point, whatever it happens to be, um, we had established our freedom and we had based a legal system based on a Judeo-Christian principle. Now it wasn't founded on Christian principles. It was founded on, it was more founded on enlightenment, but enlightenment at that time was very close to Judeo-Christian. Everyone had their rights, everyone, you know, there was this, there was general peace, even among disagreements. People could sit down and have a disagreement in peace and go out to lunch afterwards. You cannot do that right now. Now, people tend who tend to be more on the right are much more open to ideas. They're much more open to being able to sit down, have discussions, have disagreements, and maintain friendships. But people who tend to lean left, they're just like, everyone that disagrees with me is hate. And then let's just ban hate. The problem is Christianity is in that field of people now that is going to be banned. We stand against homosexuality as a lifestyle choice. That's just hate. You're homophobic. You're therefore banned. We stand against against abortion. Well, people have a right to choose. Well, if I have so much right to choose, why are you trying to mandate a mask? My body, my choice, buddy. Come on. Uh, we talk about, well, the freedom of businesses, as long as it agrees with your side. But let me tell you this. Here's the ultimate point I want to make. The persecution is coming is a good thing, not a bad thing. Because Persecution purifies the church. Persecution empowers the church. Persecution spreads the gospel. I'm going to prove that to you from these scriptures today. So we're going to start in Acts chapter 8 verses 1 through 8. This is right after the martyrdom of Stephen at the hands or the approval rather of Saul. And uh, we're going to start in here. Saul was in hearty agreement with putting Stephen to death. And on that day, a great persecution began against the church in Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. 
Some devout men buried Stephen and made a loud lament over him. While Saul began ravaging the church, entering house after house, and dragging off men and women, he would put them into prison. Therefore, those who had been scattered went about preaching the word. Philip went down to the cities of Samaria and began proclaiming Christ to them. The crowds with one accord were giving attention to what was said by Philip as they heard and saw the signs which he was performing. For in the case of many who had unclean spirits, they were coming out of them, shouting with a loud voice, and many who had been paralyzed and lame were healed. So there was much rejoicing in that city. So the persecution comes and the disciples, the, the Christians are scattering around the whole world, spreading the gospel. They're not challenged, they're not frightened. And this is where the American church is being hurt right now is because we're just too timid. We're just too timid. We're like, oh, I don't know. And we don't want to do that. But the fact is, the time for an easy life here in America is passing. And you got to realize it now. You have to get yourself trained up. You have to get yourself ready. You have to get yourself willing to understand that we have challenges before us. And um, what I want to look at is, uh, I looked at it recently on our Hebrew study, but I'll look at it a little bit here on the Daily Walk. This is the ending of Hebrews chapter 5, because it tells us where we are and gives us the hint as to what we need to do. So Hebrews 5, 11 to 14. Concerning him, we have much to say, and it is hard to explain, since you have become dull of hearing. That's the American church. We've become dull of hearing. We have turned churches into a social club, and that's not what it's for. Continuing on, verse 12. For though this time you ought to be teachers, you have a need again for somebody to teach you the elementary principles and the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. This is critically important to understand because what we need to look at here is we have gotten to the point where we have to teach the Christians who've been Christians for decades the elementary things of the faith again. Because they have walked away from it. Not like they don't even know they've walked away from it. They've just been so enamored by this soft churchianity for so long. Continuing on, for everyone who partakes only of the milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness, for he is an infant. But solid food is for the mature, who, because of the practice, their senses have been trained to discern good and evil. So understand this. Understand this that. We as a church have become soft. We have not embraced the persecutions. We have not embraced the challenges. But every time persecution happens, the church, when they're focusing on prayer and on the Bible, they become strengthened. Peter wrote his two letters to the persecuted church. They were the people that were scattered abroad because the Romans basically made it illegal to be a Christian. And so they were figuring out how to walk this line between obeying the government and being deeply and highly persecuted. And in uh, 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7, we find this. In this you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials. So that the proof of your faith being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. That's our task. We have to recognize the coming persecution is a good thing. It's going to purify us. It's going to strengthen us. It's going to spread the word of the gospel. I met a gentleman the other day who became a Christian just in the last six months because he's seeing all of these things going, this is crazy. And he looks and like, where do I find hope? And he finds it in the scriptures. 
And he comes to Christ because of the insanity that is coming to this country. And I assure you, the insanity is coming to this country. We're going to leave it with a final verse here also from the Apostle Peter in uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. This tells us about our conduct. I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lusts which wage war against the soul. Keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles so that in the thing in which they slander you as evildoers, they may, because of your good deeds as they observe them, glorify God in the day of visitation. So in other words, we need you to live as actual Christians. Don't be involved in the scandals. Don't be involved in all the negative. Don't be involved in all the insanity that goes around in the world. Be a person of the book, a man of the book, a woman of the book. Be on your knees more than you are on your feet praying to God and then do the next right thing. The persecution is coming. People are going to start passing laws, making it illegal for us to simply practice our faith. During that time, we as the church need to stand strong. We need to stop seeing church as a social club and get into the word of God. America is no longer on our side, and we have to wake up and realize and recognize that. So I'll leave you with that today. Thanks for coming along. You can find this on, uh, in the event we disappear off of whatever channel you're watching it for, head on over to the website, rwalkingchrist.com. We have the podcast is on a variety of different uh, podcasts from Spotify, iTunes, Google, etc. And um, we, also, um, we also have the videos posted over to Rumble and BitChute in addition to YouTube. So thanks for coming along, and we will see you in the next video. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.